Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Uncapped Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and as always, the Uncapped Podcast is brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menus at roasthousepub.com or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This week, from Hagerstown, Maryland, we have Daniel <coughs> Daniel <laughs> Mayers Luft, co-founder and brewmaster of Antietam Brewing, and Jill of all trades, Dorothy with two O's, Kukier. <laughs> How close did I get? That was nice. Excellent. Nicely done. She did hers awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. That's well, because I didn't practice saying her name wrong first. <laughs> right, right. And I, you didn't do too bad. You know, uh, my business partner, we've known each other you know, for 17 years, and he still butchers my name. So I forgot to introduce Colin McGuire also. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> the amazing Colin McGuire. Thank you, Chris. This is a very animated and full of energy Colin McGuire. Cheers. <laughs> Calm down. So um, Colin lives by you guys, so he has consumed a lot of your handiwork. Yeah. At least I think I have. I, I may I may have not. Um, I there's there's um, there's this bar by where I live in Hagerstown. Uh, Benny's. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know Benny's? Uh, <laughs> vaguely. Vaguely. I'm familiar with that. They were okay. Why? Well, I, I feel like you're being sarcastic. I am. Now. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's just who I am. Oh, you're you're Benny? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That is Daniel Mayer. Oh, that's Lund. right. Mayer's Lund, yeah. Well, maybe he goes by Benny in a different. No. Anyway, no, that, but yeah, that's where the brewery. Yeah, started. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been there uh, quite a bit, and I've had pretty much all your beer. So yeah. I'm here. Have all you been thrown it. out of there yet? Or? Not yet. Uh, uh, Did you have the Reuben? I've not had the Reuben. Oh, the Reuben is. I'd, I'd like to talk about the food, <laughs> but I think you want to talk about the beer. Yeah. They won best burger this year. I heard that, yeah. but I. Uh, I don't think uh, that burger's on the menu though. It's not. I think it's the one they made. Okay. Well, they the burgers are good. You guys they, get their metal pulled. <laughs> they do. And then I was I was driving on the highway recently, and I saw a sign for you guys, like way out in sort of an industrial park. I'm a, and plus ne- next to the prison. Next to the prison. Yeah. That's right. That's the short term. Where you want to be. And then, <laughs> and then there was the, like I think the tanks and things that were in Benny's. They are not there anymore. No. Okay. Correct. So you guys started in Benny's. Mm-hmm. And so it's just gotten so big that you had to move? Correct. Okay. It was kind of bar- part of the business plan to begin with. What led you to Benny's? Did you, I'm assuming you know the owners? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my business partner is uh, Bill Skomsky, owner of Benny's Pub. Okay. Um, I've known him since back in my Frederick Brewing days. His, home, his homebrew club used to come in. T- Tim Scouten from Gunda is happy that you've woken up from your nap from <laughs> the episode. What's with up, them. Tim? Tim can... Uh, go pound sand <laughs> and we should have some more beer That's but right. anyway he's a good man to pound sand uh i like him yeah so so you guys you started at benny's you did you do anything else business you said this is your business partner right whoa, well whoa. it okay so it started as a consulting job okay. for me um you know we had known each other for quite a while and he called me up and said hey i'd like to put a little brewery in my pub mm-hmm. and i honestly hadn't been there before yeah well, it's in a it's in like a strip mall. Yeah, so and I I lived in West Virginia at the time, so mm-hmm. Hagerstown was not really on my list of places to go. So. Yeah, um, yeah. So I consulted on that, and we ordered equipment, and uh, I was talked into installing equipment, mm-hmm. and then writing the first recipes. And Had well, you, you, rest is history. Yeah, I 
Wow. Ended up the guy. So. Do you get free food at Benny's? Oh, no, nothing's free. <laughs> oh, man. man. You got to pay one way or another. Uh, Colin was about to ask you to hang out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what right. I said. That invitation <laughs> went away real quick, yeah. though. I don't even out. go there. Like, I, Literally, I go from home to the brewery and back home. I don't go there much, I but I have been there a lot. I guess that makes absolutely yeah, no that sense. Yeah, that was but pretty much gibberish. They have mozzarella yeah. sticks where they put Parmesan, they sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top of them. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's really good. The wings are great. I can keep going. Uh, no, some are, of the wings are great. Yeah. I mean, some it depends who's cooking, maybe. Yeah. Or the wings that we get in. At the time. I, why am I saying we? I don't. Yeah, no, I, I have no. We're not Benny's. I have we're nothing not to do with Benny's. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you, um, we know you worked with Kevin Blodger from him talking last mm. week at he was Frederick of, Brewing. Yep. Is Was that... Is, was that your first brewing job, or were you in oh, brewing no. even before then? So no. let's, let's just go all the way back to how'd you get into brewing? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So actually, get Benny's. Oddly uh, enough, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so use this pop screen. <laughs> we've got an even number here, which is cool. 30 years ago, I did my first homebrew. So to the day? Not to the day. You could have said it was. And it made okay, it a yeah. Story. I mean, no one would know. <laughs> it's not like my mom's listening to this. Um, yeah, so, and that was Portland, Oregon, where I grew up. And, uh, you know, I had uh, a lot of beer around me, like beer, good beer people around me. And this is back in the 80s, believe it or not. So uh, my best friend growing up, his folks owned uh, their own, like, beer distributorship that was not tied to a large brewer. Uh, so they brought in some really off-the-wall imports in the beginning and kept growing into Belgium and England and Germany. Uh, and then they were kind of the first distributor in Portland, Oregon, to bring in like Sierra Nevada, you know, Anchor and all those products. So growing up, I was around that. You know, I was working um, in the distributorship, loading trucks and stuff in the summers. And, you know, so I was around good beer a lot. Um, so. And it, so there's that just your being exposed to beer that's what got you into home brewing yeah uh i guess it goes back to the first time uh guy was telling me about his son and i were best friends growing up and uh we shoulder tapped our first you know 12 pack of beer uh when we were quite young teenagers 21 and a half <laughs> right yeah. and uh we were kind of hiding in the trees in the backyard and i think we were on our second can of uh, Blitz Weinhard uh, from the Henry Weinhard Brewery. I don't know Regional that. Portland. It was I a regional large macro brewery back then. Uh, and we were caught red-handed by his dad. He was a bear of a man. and He didn't say a word. He took the 12-pack. He dumped what we had in our hands and said he just threw his thumb out, basically follow me. You knew dead. what to do. Yes, we <laughs> Yeah, we're shaking. I mean, this guy was intimidating. Um, points to chairs in the kitchen. We sat down. He went out to the garage with the 12-pack. We had no idea what was going to happen. He came back in, uh, set down two really nice tulip glasses, opened the fridge, busted out a large bottle of Duvel. Nice. <laughs> popped the cork, still hadn't said a word, uh, carefully poured each of us a glass. He said, all right, I want you to pick that up and look at it. So we did. He said, now I want you to smell it. What do you smell? So we described that. Now taste it. 
of course, now we're terrified this is a trap. <laughs> and uh, it was probably the most amazing thing I ever tasted in my life. You know, of course, I hadn't been on the earth very long, but man, it was amazing. So good. Um, he said, from now on, this is how you're going to drink beer. You're not going out. If you want to drink beer, you come here. You drink good beer. Drink it out of the proper glassware. You enjoy it. And you stay here. So. So it was a couple years later. Yeah. From ter- ter- being terrified to love. To like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And one glass of that obviously was, yeah. Made us feel pretty good. So how long did you homebrew before you got into professional brewing? You know, on and off forever. Uh, I don't really do it anymore but my first apprenticeship actually happened at Widmere Brewing in Portland okay and it was just a volunteer thing for me it was uh, it was before they had a production brewery so it was really just a it was the brew pub the B. Mullick brew pub so I was working there as a server and kind of offered my help and so I did all the grunt work in the brewery and you know whatever carrying around sacks of uh, <laughs> yeah scrubbing things cleaning things um and it was a great way to kind of pick his brain. He's a real smart guy and kind of helped me with my homebrew recipes. So it was neat. It was cool. So what was your first professional job as a brewer? Like a paid job? Yeah. Oh, that or did you, do a, did you do a whole bunch of volunteer work in I between? Plenty of volunteer work. But actually, I took a hiatus. Uh, I opened a, my own bicycle messenger company in Portland Okay. Um, back then. So uh I ended up selling that company, and I moved to San Francisco and joined a punk rock band. So I was a bike messenger down there, and I was in a punk rock band. And uh, this makes me think of Attaboy and their story because uh, I ended up working at the Tornado as a bartender. Oh, cool. So I did that for many years. Um, It was, I think, the fifth time I'd been hit by a car pretty bad. And uh, the owner, uh, Dave Keen, said... uh, you, you got to just stop being a bike <laughs> messenger now. It's been years and you're dying. So he actually uh, hooked me up where I could make a living at Tornado. So just kept homebrewing. Cool. Uh, he was the one that pushed me in the direction to leave San Francisco and pursue, um, you know, the remaining apprenticeships that I needed uh, to get into the Siebel Institute. So pretty cool. So that's how you got east? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got family in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Hey. Um, Yep, contacted uh, a couple breweries there. So I went to uh, first paid job was Crooked River Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever Yeah, they don't any. exist anymore. Oh, okay. But was... oddly enough, it goes back to, now we fast forward, it goes to the Frederick Brewing days. Um, Snyder, Dave Snyder, that owned Frederick Brewing, and he had bought the Hudapol Shoaling Brewery, also had purchased Crooked River. So... What was the name of your punk band? Sauce. <laughs> Sauce? And our logo was actually the Heinz 57. Ooh. But with no name, just the 57 in an oval, and people knew what that meant. So. They would have thought it meant 57. Nope. They no. They knew it meant Sauce. Well, they'd show up at the show. Hey, it's, it's 57 playing tonight. This is Sauce. Sauce. Did yeah. you do any albums? No. no. I mean, just we recorded stuff, but we didn't yeah. release anything. How long were you in the band? Uh... About four years. And then it, did it break up because you came? You yeah, went. actually, I gave them my drum kit for their next drummer, just in case, because wow. I didn't have room in my U-Haul. So That's was, the uh, most punk rock thing ever <laughs> said that on punk the Uncapped Podcast. <laughs> right? That's yeah. it. All right. Like here, and they still, there's one of the members still has a kit, so. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Colin's a drummer. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I've never done anything that cool, though. You kind of so. look like a jazz drummer to me a little bit. That's That was how I started out, yeah. yeah. And now I'm just... Uh, Nailed it. Piddly little co-host. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I wouldn't say piddly. No, I wouldn't say that either. So then how'd you end up in Frederick? Uh, that's an interesting story as well. So after uh, I graduated from Siebel in 99, uh, came back to Cleveland, I, I was working at a little brew pub there, and uh, I made this milk stout that I decided to enter in the World Beer Cup 2000, which I hand-bottled with a little Phil's filler from the homebrew days. I had, you know, no hopes, just, hey, send it off, see what happens. People seem to like this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, won a silver medal. Oh, so, awesome. World Beer Cup. Yeah. So, beat out Mackesons out of England that was in the same category. Wow. Kind of the originator of the style. It's pretty humbling. Yeah. Um, I, was, I ended up seated next to Dave Snyder's vice president of Frederick Brewing and Snyder International uh, Brewing Group. And he said, hey, uh, are you the guy that beat Maxson's out a World Beer Cup. So that, I guess so. And he goes, well, explain that to me. And I explained the brewery and the hand bottling. And he said, well, you know, we own the distribution rights in the U.S. for, for Maxson's. Okay, that's great. <laughs> he goes, well, you need to come work for us then. So, yep, that's how so that happened. Did you have to leave anything behind in Cleveland that didn't fit in the U-Haul? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I did. Probably a lot of vinyl. Oh, I, that's the worst. So um, every time you move, you get more and more disconnected from music. I know, man. I well, I had a ridiculous amount of vinyl. So. Oh, all right. Do you ever go to a place in Cleveland called Flannery's? Yeah. Did you like that place? Yeah. Sometimes. I loved their chicken wings. Yeah. They, I think they had great chicken wings. Yeah. It always Colin, goes back to chicken wings. I'm definitely you. very I mean, hungry. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were talking about as an establishment. Just a, no, just like. Yeah, I mean, as an establishment, it was kind of hit and miss on the yeah. crowd. So. Did you go to a lot of, I'm assuming you went to a lot of shows in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you go to the Grog Shop a lot? Yep. 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 You this look like Frederick playlist. Okay. But go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, we saw a lot of great shows. Yeah, Great Big C. Um, I saw a DOA there. I saw lot of great bands yeah. you know so you come to frederick to work for the frederick brewing frederick, frederick brewing, brewing company, company. company. Now, i don't even know now what flying what dog that was oh, where, where flying yeah. dog well no it, that was the brewery that um was there when flying dog bought it uh-huh. correct so where did they, do they exist now uh well not as frederick brewing company but as their f- main product was wild goose yeah wild which goose. has been resurrected by an eastern shore brewery yep oh. As Wild Goose Brewing, I think, right? Yeah. I think that was their original, yeah. What was your first impressions of Frederick when you came? You know, uh, I liked the town. Uh, at the time, the brewmaster at Frederick Brewing was Andy Tavikram, who is the brewmaster and owner at Market um, up in Cleveland now. I don't know if you've heard of. No. Yeah, Market Garden. I think the only things I know of Cleveland are Hoppin' Frog oh, and uh, Fat yeah. Heads. Now, nah, man, you got to look up Market Garden Brewery. It's amazing. Uh, so anyway, he uh, he was brewmaster at the time. So when I came into town, you know, he was living right at the end of Market Street, up by I think like Seventh or Eighth Street, between Seventh and Eighth. So uh, I was like, man, this is a really cool town. You know, being from the West Coast, 
there's so much history here, you know, old history, not stuff that we were used to, you yeah. know. Um, so I thought it was really cool. Uh, I ended up living on Fifth um, Street. I had the projects in my backyard, but it was a cool little flat. Do you so li- I liked it. Do you live in? Oh, you live in West Virginia now. No, I live actually in Hagerstown. In Hagerstown, yeah. okay. Yeah, I've moved. Yeah, but yeah, I spent one year in Frederick, living in Frederick, which was kind of diabolical, really. I mean, you can walk to every bar. And, yeah. You know, so you don't really ever know your limit. If by diabolical you mean great, great, <laughs> freaking great. Yeah. Well, so you haven't even talked to her yet. Not she a word of it. I know. Come Nobody on, man. Nobody wants to talk to the she lawyer. She cleans our man. kids. I do clean the kids. She's our I'm lawyer. lawyer. That's okay. We're, I'm we're used to. still at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> still at. The, we haven't even made it to where she works yet. Well, we're all out There's of beer. I know. I am out of beer. Pour another okay. beer. Man, Chris. Um, so yeah, no, I liked Frederick. I did. So you were you there before or after Kevin? Blodger? Blodger? Yeah. Before. Okay. In fact, I put Kevin and um, my buddy Will as like my two, Will Golden, uh, my two favorite hires that I was a part of, for sure. They're the ones that went on and did really great things. So were you that when you started there, were they in good standing? Were they already on the downslope? Uh, well, they were hiding it from me pretty good back then. They were... I think things were pretty stable at that time. It was in 2000. Things were, you know, it was pretty new still. Um, the brewery had already been suffering when Schneider bought it. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, everything seemed kind of normal and okay at the time. Were you there till the very end, or did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there. I I was there long enough that I was Flying Dogs interim brewmaster. Okay, cool. When they were making the transition, so. I was there to kind of get all their beers up to speed, you know, on the East Coast. To, to kind of match. S- Matt, the, be able to do it on profile, that system. Yeah, and Water chemistry, all that. So and so where'd you move on from there? Uh, I left there, and uh, Gary Brooks, who used to own Barley and Hops, uh, was opening Mountaineer in West Virginia, Martinsburg. So uh, I kind of started as his you know, first and only brewer, Mountaineer Brewing, so. I never knew he had anything other than Barley yeah. Hops. Yep. Does that still exist? No. Nope. Didn't think so. Uh, ran out of money. Yeah. yeah. So that's a kind of a funny story because it um, it was about five years, and uh, it just kind of out of nowhere ended, and he sold, like, everything to a company in Texas. So... It's like a liquidation sale or a new brewery opening in uh, Texas. And yeah, he liquidated everything, the forklift, the pallet jack. I mean, you name it, stretch wrap. I mean, <laughs> so everything did you show went. up one day and stuff was starting to get shipped. No, out actually I was commissioned to do it. Oh. <laughs> so I decommissioned the brewery. Uh, I hired some riggers and, um, and packers and we just tore everything apart and loaded it up. Uh, guys in Texas, uh, hired me at that point as a oh. consultant. So did you go to Texas. It, yeah, so here I am breaking down my brewery, which was sad as it was, on on its own. But it kind of had this other kind of cool opportunity. Um, so packed it up. We actually sent all the flatbed trucks in one day. It was really cool. Forklift, the brew house, like everything. Um, I got down to Texas uh, about five days later, and it was all showing up. And 
So I consulted with them for uh, three different weeks, uh, helping their electricians and plumbers and just getting everything installed and brewed their first few beers, and then I was on my way. So then what was after that? Uh, then came... Is that place still open? Oh, yeah. They're okay. thriving down there. It's uh, Pedernalis Brewing. Uh, they're in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is like the hill country, as they call it. Mm. And they're doing great. Cool. Yeah, they're bottling, they're canning, they're still using this old system, and they're rocking it. It's cool. And so, then what was after that? Uh, that's where we get to Antietam. Okay. Yep. Now, I can't remember, did we... Because you went straight to talking about wings. bent wings and bending. <laughs> I can't remember. If, did we talk about this before or after we started recording about Antietam start, like how Antietam started? Uh, I think during this podcast. Yeah, that was during this podcast. on that. Yeah. You just weren't listening, Chris. Yeah, you, you know yeah, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't the one <laughs> explaining it, so you're very disrespectful to your guests. So, <laughs> I think he was pouring a beer. I think he was born here. Yeah, so you got you got started, and uh, Benny's came to you and essentially said, "Hey, you want to come in here and brew some beer?" No, it was more of a consult. Just you know, oh, consult another consult. Okay, you know, basically, um, what sort of system do we need? What's mm-hmm. going to fit? Um, this is kind of our idea. How do we do it? Yeah. So then, like I said, it went to uh, talked me into doing the install, which was fun, um, creating the first recipes. And How long ago was that? 2012. Okay. That's when we officially would say that we were open for business on the brewing side. So, and now you're a star. Well, I'm He's just. Always uh, been a star. I'm just me. Star. So that that original system that was uh, seven three and three, a half three and a half barrel. Yeah. And that's now in Frederick. Did you know that, Colin? Yep. I didn't know that. Where is that it's at? It's at Rockwell. I don't know where Rockwell is. On E Street. Next to the skate shop. Behind the, Family Meal. Oh, next to Pit Crew? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Behind Family Meal. So you, that's They don't in, serve wings. Family Meal? No. They have amazing Rockwell. fried chicken. <laughs> they should oh. serve wings. Rockwell yeah. doesn't serve wings. Oh. Well, then why would Does I go family there? Family Meal serve wings? They have chicken. They have I like guess yeah, the since chicken they do waffles. chicken, there's probably yeah. a wing in there it's somewhere. so good. It's, it's like the best fried chicken you'll ever have. Well, so you get drumsticks and wings. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah. So you have stuff in Frederick now? No, that's Rockwell. Well, no, the, equipment. the equipment. They sold yeah. when they when they expanded. So yeah, some Chris, you and I ran into each other there. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so w- what's the new brewery like? What's it? What 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 size brew house do you have? Yeah, like, it's it's a custom brew house I designed. It's a it's a fifteen barrel system, uh, but I got a twenty barrel mash tun, and external uh, whirlpool, and that those two things were for making some bigger beers and also. Uh, to give us that, you know, brew around the clock capability. So 15 barrel, we have uh, 30 barrel FVs, 30 barrel bright. We have 15 barrel FVs, and we actually held on to a few seven barrel tanks from the old Benny's. Location. Just to be able to do different things. Yeah, like one offs and do things with different yeast. You know, maybe the same cast out batch, but ferment with this yeast and with this yeast, and so. Do you have your own canning line there? We do. It's a seven-head uh, ABE system. So, um, and the, I assume the expansion was because you just weren't you weren't able to keep up with demand with Correct. the with the pub. Yeah, and believe it or not, on that pub system, this little three and a half barrel system, we were already distributed in Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia, uh, Western Maryland, and 
you know, all of our surrounding areas. So we were kind of stretching it as it was over at the pub. Speaking of pubs, um, let's take a quick break to thank Roast House Pub once again for sponsoring the Uncapped Podcast. Not Frederick Playlist, as Colin keeps trying to, to make it? it today. Do you want me to read it? Well, it's not really something you could read. It's a bunch of notes. So oh. if you can decipher that, feel free. Little something, little something extra. Okay, so That's on what it says. On Thurs- <laughs> That's literally what it says. On th- on Thursday at Roast House Pub, they'll be hosting one of four national customer appreciation events. For Lagunitas Brewing. Yeah. As Lagunitas says, thank you very much. Because they're into the hot references. Danke. Oh, dank. 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 Yeah, I just went German on you. Oh, okay. Danke. You can meet the Lagunitas rep. Yes, there will be a Lagunitas rep there. It's Lagunitas. So the Lagunitas rep will be at Roast House Pub. And there will be beer specials. With, since you're so good at reading those beers, do you want to read the list? Little something. 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 Little something extra. That's Sakatumi, Aunt Sally, their IPA. And as long as the truck makes it to Maryland in time, there will also be a keg of Born Yesterday. Why is it spelled S-U-M-P-I-N? Because that's how Colloquial. they sell it. Something. Uh, well, I said that, and then you just corrected me. All right, so on Thursday, <laughs> go to Roast House Pub. Uh, we apologize for including Colin in this advertisement. Um, so You're everyone welcome. to make up for it should go to Roast House Pub on Thursday. And thank you very much for your support. So is Benny's Pub, I guess now it's just they expanded their seating area. There's Yeah, it kind of brewing. went back to what they were doing before. But now they've actually expanded the – they have two bars, so the one in the back they yeah. expanded. And there's like a six pack shot. Yeah, Benny's yeah. to go. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Growler station there. Uh huh. Yeah. On the other side of South Mountain, growlers are still a big deal. So. What's what's wrong with growlers? Nothing, man. There's nothing wrong They're with They're breakable, growlers. but oh. that's about it. Do you have a growler machine? Not no. yet. That's next year. Yeah. I mean, we kind of look, look back and think maybe we should have done that instead. But we're, no, we're fine without it. Next year. Yeah. Baby steps. I'm just Baby going with steps. what Bill said. <laughs> He's like, man, I, I think we should have probably done that. Next year. Yep. So when did you hire Jill? I mean, Dorothy. Dorothy? Or Jill of all trades. Jill of all <laughs> trades, a.k.a. Dorothy. When when did we hire you? Dorothy That's was pretty early on. A little like, bit of a weird thing. Yeah, well, I was um, – I met Daniel at the Quad State Beer Festival a year ago from this past – state and I was already working at a local class 5 brewery doing just regulatory so big enough brewery where I just did regulatory work all day long and I went to quad state and I I live in I just live just outside of Hagerstown in Keatesville uh-huh. and never ever knew that there was a brewery. Colin's apparently a big fan of Keaties. Are you? Are you? Like I live up above the Antietam Battlefield, actually. Okay. Just up, <clears throat> off of, up above Sharpsburg. Yeah. Yeah, on your way to Shepherdstown? On the way to Shepherdstown, yeah. about seven miles from Shepherdstown. Yeah. So see? also stumbling distance mm. from Quad State when it's at the Ag Center. So I saw that there was a brew, a brew pub in Hagerstown that I didn't know existed, and I was like, i got to go try this beer. And Daniel was p- pouring. I think his hair was green at the time. 
He has like baseball hat on backwards or something. I was like, hey, who's this Hagerstown guy pouring beer here? <laughs> and um, I was wearing a T-shirt from the brewery that I was working at. And he asked me what I did there, and I told him. And I said, well, who does this stuff for you guys? And he rolled his eyes. He's like, oh. <laughs> he said, the owner does it. He really hates it. He said, you should come into Benny's Pub and talk to him. So like a week later, I was driving by Benny's, and I stopped in, and the owner was there. And at that time, they were just starting to do all of their paperwork to move from Benny's to the production brewery. <laughs> and he, he said, he said, can you help me? And I said, yeah. So I would leave my one brewery job, drive over to Benny's, and then a couple months later over to the production facility, which had nothing in it. It was just like literally a bear. We used to work with our coats on because it was freezing cold. And got them all licensed up federally and in Maryland. And so under Benny's, did it have a brew pub license? Yes. And then transferred now, now to, to a class seven, class, class seven okay. wholesaler and manufacturer. Okay. Um, got that all wrapped up and probably, I don't know, maybe seven, eight months into helping them out on the side, the owner came to me and said, we had an owner's meeting last week and we were wondering maybe, do you think you might want to come on board? And I said, I'm there best thing ever because you know at the at my other job which i loved excellent brewery they're so large um that all i did all day was sit behind a computer and take care of licensing and things you know antietam not that large right we're licensed in maryland west virginia we're poised to move into pa now because we're 12 miles from greencastle um i have tons of time and and there's a need for me to wash kegs and pour beer in the tap room and and sweep and wash glasses and do marketing and design labels and have a beer with me have a beer with dan and drive dan around and um (laughs) you know it's like because it's what i I love i love breweries chris drives me around (laughs) (laughs) um so i went from you know 25 years as a dc you know federal regulatory attorney working with the FCC and the FTC. To scrubbing out kegs. To scrubbing out kegs, she and it's it. the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Imagine that's a very different billable rate, though. Oh, it's... <laughs> you know what? It, it, money isn't everything, and... Uh, it's the only thing. It's not. This is... <laughs> scrubbing kegs, for me, is in value, in priceless. Priceless. That's know. her zen. <laughs> it is my zen. There you go. So it was, you said in June. The June eighth was June. our uh, grand opening. Mm. Is it bit, uh, how's business been? Was it right off the bat really success, successful? The transition to the new. How oh, yeah. I guess how far away is the the new facility from Benny's Pub? It's like across town, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. other other side of other town. Side. It's not. I mean, it's Hagerstown's not really that big, so Huge. you get there pretty quick, but. Where we're uh, located, we're actually right, as we talked about earlier, right next to the jail, the sheriff's department, the part-time jail, I yeah. call it. Mm-hmm. So You can see the grain silo from 81, yeah. though. Yeah. And we get a lot of people who just, like, see the silo and figure out how to get off the highway <laughs> and find their way. So I'm actually working right now with um, the state highway department, and I had to call in like the controller to help out to be put try out, to get put highway signs. Yeah, they're really I'm sure Peter will help of, you out with well, that. Well, he's trying. <laughs> the state highways having a lot of issues with it 
because Why? you know because you know you can't just have pictures of beer mugs on the highway that's like you have grapes yeah. showing where all the wineries are so we're i'm working on that <laughs> That's my Maybe jam. Maybe we need barley stocks or something. <laughs> no, a hop, man. I tell you. Yeah, yeah, just put a hop on there. People yeah. figure it out. We're going to get there. I think it's your podcast. Yeah. No. Equal treatment. Yeah. So I did. I um, I like the other ones, but I, I really do like the 1605 Red. Well, then you're going to love the shirt. Why do you sound surprised? Because uh, uh, I don't always yeah. like this style. Uh. What's your problem, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was going to be like your chicken wings. That don't, uh, Did you try uh, the nut brown, though? Yeah. like uh, That's the gold medal winner this year in the Controller's Cup. Why didn't you wear your medal? We didn't get we them did, yet. We haven't got them yet. Will you wear it around then? once you get it? I mean, for you. So I've always – no one ever wants to wear them around. I'd well, wear it around. I'll wear it to your, to your house. Okay. Or, yeah, or here. <laughs> so you said there was an interesting story between the 1605 oh, Reds. So. Yeah. Um, so when we were still at the pub, the uh, local firefighters, Hagerstown, Maryland, uh, approached us about making a beer for them. And the reason is that they have this, this huge thing, and I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, it's called the Bonanza Extravaganza. In Hagerstown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every year? No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the West Coast, so this is all, it was new to me. Um, but it's a big, basically a big weekend of gambling uh, hey. out at, at the racetrack. At the race in Hagerstown? Yeah. yeah. Where's the racetrack in Hagerstown? It's out there in the north end somewhere, like, I don't know. I, don't, I go to Charlestown and I want to go to the racetrack. Not track. horses. No, it's it's like a car racetrack. Oh. But they shut it is down. Is it drag okay. racing or is it? It's like all that kind yeah. of stuff. Whatever. Okay. So anyway, that's, they have this weekend event. They, the tickets go, just to buy a ticket is like $120. Wow. $120 that's $30. why I haven't gone. But that ticket <laughs> could win you $100,000. If you're Can you imagine ever. how much Natty Bow you could buy with $100,000? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. And I wouldn't even refrigerate it. You wouldn't have to. Because you could just buy more. That's one of the things. Well, you don't care about me shotgunning natty bows. (laughs) Anyway. anyway, So so you have a bonanza. This this event, it's the firefighters do it for their, uh, it's for their union, their charitable union. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they raise like, you know, a couple million dollars, I think, every year doing this. Uh, They give away Harley Davidsons. They give away cars. Wow. Yeah. So it's like uh, the pull tab tip jar kind yeah, of thing. Love they those. do, uh, you know, they do all the just the little games, you know, the little gambling uh-huh. games. So this goes on all weekend. But anyway, I'm into it. They wanted me to make a beer that they could sell under the name of their firefighter union, which is their number uh, is sixteen oh five. I see. So the funny part of this story is when they came for the first meeting, I asked them, you know, well, is there a style? A beer you have in mind, of course. First thing I'm thinking is, you know, like a lager. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but no, they they shocked me with, uh, can you can you make a, a smoked beer? And I just it was a double take, shake my head. Did I hear that? Like a rauk beer? Like, you, really? And it's like, well, we're thinking firefighters smoke. Yeah. And I said, well. Put it in a smoker. If you're trying to sell this beer and sell a lot of it, that's probably not the direction that you want to go. It's kind of a that's definitely an acquired a niche, taste. Yeah, and a niche market. And even the people that really like it aren't going to drink it all weekend. Yeah. You know, it's, so I talked him into the 
idea of an Irish red ale. I don't really need to go into why. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I brewed one up for them, wrote a recipe, brewed it up, and they loved it. And so we've been making it ever since, and it's one of our better-selling beers. And we donate, what is the, do you recall the percentage? or No. It's a chunk of a money, chunk of money. Yeah. per 95%. per keg case equivalent. Um, no, not that. Oh, that much. Yeah. But <laughs> you were but, really going with but, it, though. But pretty, <laughs> pretty sizable. I mean, it's it's enough that they get um, you know annually a, a really nice check. So it's cool, and that goes to their charitable causes. So it's pretty cool. I have, a, fr- I have a friend who's a beer judge, a professional beer judge, and I took him to Benny's, and he had that, and he really liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's my story. Go ahead, Chris. That's a good story. That was a great story. It had all the him. elements. It did. It was short. Intrigue. It was, yeah, dra- drama. He didn't talk drama. about what they ordered to eat. It was kind of no. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no food involved. That's true. Yeah. Well, Chicken did you wings. get any wings? No. No wings? Cause I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, because they're hit or miss. I hate to say <laughs> it. <laughs> and you know that beer is good for marinating your wings in. So. It is. Really? Yeah. So the that. Hoffman meats? In Hagerstown, yeah, uh-huh. makes a 1605 sausage Ooh. with the beer that we serve at the tap room. That's cool. It's delicious. Yeah. And they don't cheapen it up. They're not just like, oh, we threw it in a no. pool of beer. <laughs> they actually, when they're grinding the meat, yeah, it's mixed in before wow. it's encased. So it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, if you're into that. So craft beer really hasn't caught on much in Hagerstown yet, though. And you're kind of the lone... Mm. Is there? Do you know of any others that are planning, or are you? Uh, I've heard things here and there, but it's none of it's come to fruition. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine is, I think, in Leadersburg, Leidersburg. How do you say that? Leidersburg. Don't ask me how to pronounce it. There's anything. a farm brewery that should be opening there. Uh, a guy named Dan. He's a great guy. I've known him for quite a few years, and he's been working on this project for probably three or four years now. I think he's getting close. So that'll be neat. And it is, I hope I'm remembering this correctly. There's someone who's starting to do tours that are going between, like going from Smokehouse oh, to Clinton. No, oh, that. you did it yeah. yourselves? We arranged okay. that. Yeah, we got yeah. a well, guy. Well, partially remembered it correctly. We got a guy to get a van, and yeah. we're going to do yeah. and, Antietam Brewery, Cushwa, Smoketown, finish back up at Antietam Brewery. That's coming up. It's like yeah. this weekend or next weekend. Yeah. Well, that seems like something you should be plugging right well, now. Well, yeah. Well, we're doing that. I forgot. We don't even. <laughs> but I don't even. Think I just. About, I, I just make, wrote the the waiver and release for it. <laughs> I just made the beer for it. Yeah. So. Uh, but the cool thing is, after we do that, we're going to reverse it and start maybe in Frederick, so it ends in Frederick. Yeah. And the idea is that people in Frederick who haven't been over the mountain to Kishwa and Antietam we'll be able to do that and yep. get a return And then we're going to probably go up to Roy Pitts and Gear, yeah, House, Gear House and bring people uh, down. I love Gear House. Yeah. Bring people Definitely down to Because yeah, so, it's so close, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. especially if you're not driving yourself. You know, yep. it's it's an easy ride in a van. Yeah, we're going to have beer on the on the bus as well, so you won't miss a beat. Do you plan on making that a um, regular? We're going to see how the first one goes. It's sold out. It's oh, it's sold quick. out within yeah. like a couple hours. Oh, yeah. so you don't need to plug it. No. no don't don't get sorry. excited, people. Yeah. You can't join in. <laughs> Just look for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Well, she said there might not be one. We're gonna see how s- this goes. She just do it again. She definitely a, do. Like, I th- 
selfishly, starting in Frederick is definitely a really good that idea. That was yeah. definitely our ideas. Start at one of the breweries here. Yep. Reverse it. Yeah. Yep. But that's cool going to I, I I really like the concept of it because it's going to three that are kinda out there yeah. that a lot of people may not go to because mm-hmm. and you definitely if you're out driving on your own, you're definitely most likely not gonna you're not gonna drive from Brunswick to well, you can't. Williams I mean, Port after a couple to, of breweries, yeah. it's just not even a good idea. That would be a so, whole day for just three breweries. Yeah. And, yeah, so that I think that's a great lineup of breweries to have in it. You're exposed, yeah. people being exposed to ones they may. You know, we all every brewery has its locals, right? It's yeah. people who come in, and it's, so we want them to try everybody else's stuff and vice versa. Um, it's you know because yep. eventually we're all going to be available, you know, off prem in those places. And we want people in Pennsylvania to go into a, you know, liquor store and say, I want some Antietam beer. Right. Have you ever been to Kushwa? No, I didn't. I don't know what that is. It's a, <laughs> it's a brewery. Whatever. <laughs> it's in Williamsport. Williamsport. Okay. Yeah. It's off of 81. Yeah. They bought a couple tanks from us. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that it's... um. You guys are all fairly different in your styles yeah. uh, of the beer you're making, so you're very complementary to each other. Like, there's probably, I mean, there's next to no overlap between you and Kushwa. No. It's very, <laughs> very different styles of brewing. Yeah, we styles haven't done a beer. NEPA or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and this actually goes back when you first said, you know, that we're kind of the only ones out there, you know, Washington County. Uh, when we started Antietam. Oh, and the bus tour's on. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. There you go. Erica for... knows what's going on. Oh, Erica, Erica set it up. Thanks, Erica. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, almost six years ago, starting Antietam, you know, the there wasn't a, a huge beer drinking crowd of craft beer that I could recognize. And, you know, uh, Benny's Pub had craft beer on tap, but it just wasn't a, you know, through the roof kind of uh thing like we have nowadays and and again this is only five six years ago so you know we started everything with very classic styles and kind of get people introduced slowly into different things and i think we're pretty effective and uh you know i'm I'm by no means trying to bash the palates of people of of hagerstown but just the population of craft beer drinkers was pretty low Mm -hmm. so and now a lot of them are just Shotgunning uh, Natty Bows and more Natty yeah. Bows. Yeah, yeah. They still, or at least the Colin McGuire's of right. Hagerstown are doing. They that. still do. I mean, yeah. we could do a tutorial on shotgun and sixteen oh five, I guess, but yeah, it's expensive. That. We'd have <laughs> to supplement it. Um, so anyway, uh, it's it's interesting to see, like flashing back five years ago to to now. Um, you know that those pallets, uh, the the number of those pallets has has increased and improved, and and. So they, the same people that come to us go to Kushwa and mm-hmm. come to Frederick and everywhere else. So it's cool. I feel like we've done something in Washington County. So is your um, philosophy more of sticking to more traditional styles? More, are you, you, are you not interested in doing the Nipas and? Oh, I mean, I've got a kettle sour in the fermenter right now. So, um, you know, I'm a classically trained brewer for many years so these are things that i'm good at um that i I can kind of almost do in my sleep uh but 
by no means am I just going to sit in that, in that yeah. area. Um, the New England IPA thing has been kind of a source of, like, internal struggle yeah, for me. Yeah, like, let's not go down that road. Aren't no, I'm angry? just, I don't know. What? Aren't you against New England IPAs? No, I like them. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, and I've had some that I like, and, and it's... No, like, that's a, I mean, yeah. it's not the only thing Kushwa does, but that's one of their... And they do It's well. definitely their specialty, and I yeah. love their beer. Yeah. Um, I'm wow. not against it, you know, and that's the thing. Like, my internal struggle is do I want to do pre- it or this not? This is a good IPA. I like this. I haven't had, like, a, just a straight up normal, solid IPA, like classic American yeah. IPA in yeah. a long time. And then in the summer, I have a grapefruit version. So it's actually the same beer, but fermented oh, with the grapefruit. So. Grapefruit pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm... You know, do you do that with extract or just no. the, the No, rind? it's real it's actual puree. pulp. Puree. Yeah. Okay. I, I meant to say puree. No, yeah. I don't. It's on extract. tap right now, actually. Yeah. You should oh, we're almost make out. A visit. Yeah. Are so we should almost get up out? Soon. Oh, the Berliner Weiss is releasing end of the month, so you might be able to catch both. So. What, um, there was a berry beer that you had. Yeah, raspberry. We, we left it the in ras- the cooler. We were going to bring you I know. Some. I brought you a whole <laughs> thing of it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's our best seller, actually, right now, at least. But you had it at the... um. We had Baltimore. it. At, yes, we yeah. did. That, what, I, Otto's Orchard Raspberry. Yeah, that was Al. really it's good. Delicious. It was it so is very delicious. good. Delicious. You know, that's a recipe that for me goes back to like '97 when I wrote that, and it's the same. It hasn't changed. And back then, it was like really weird. You know. Yeah, out there like, now it's a. Yeah, now it's kind of. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, you know the fruit beers. When I was making that beer, like in late '90s, and then even early 2000s, everyone else's fruit beers were like a liquid Jolly Rancher, you mm-hmm. know, just extract. There's still a lot like that. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people have started incorporating real fruit, which is great. It's probably you know? it, it's probably one of it's the most expensive beer we brew. It is yeah, oddly because enough because of the puree because it's real it's fruit. coming from Oregon. Yeah, and we're coming. Yeah. Boysenberry's gonna come up. Yeah, we do soon. that. Like, so we're gonna so do the same thing, but yeah, with boysenberries. Or is it yeah. nice? Yeah. Winter. Yeah. So we'll have both. Are those? Uh, is that a tap on draft only beer, or no. is that canned, canned also? The well, the boysenberry will be draft only. Okay. But the raspberries year round. Okay. Yeah. Always in the can. Yep. So people should look for that they if there's any on shelves still. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a huge seller. So what do you? What's your opinion on the? The like line life, the standing in line for can uh, releases. Yeah, and I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's like cool. To ask everyone that comes in that. I mean, it's so it's so cool that you know I've been in this industry so long, and never if somebody would have asked me in '95, like said, "Hey, this is going to happen," I'd say, "Now you're you're full of it. There's no way. You know, this is not a rock star business, but it's wow, it's one. turned into yeah. it." And so I think it's great in the sense that there's that much excitement in the industry. Um, and I think it's got to be a lot of fun for these younger brewers coming in that, you know, wow, look at, look at this instant gratification of what I made, you know, what I'm doing. It's so cool. You know, that wasn't something I ever saw in my early years. So I think it's cool. Uh, if they want to sit and camp out, you know, that's cool. I don't have a problem with it. Have you ever camped out for concert tickets? Yes. I think like twice. Oh, I have. To see who? Uh, you too? No, actually, <laughs> the Pogues. The Pogues? The Pogues that was makes one. sense. And then the, the next one was The Damned. 
Oh, okay. So, I mean, I didn't really have to, but I wanted to get, like, the tickets, make well, sure I had them. You look like the kind of guy who would do that for Coldplay. No. <laughs> not, not, not really a fan. Are you ready to go? <laughs> yeah. Rip off your headset. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Get this out of here. I've seen Coldplay, actually. They were awesome in concert. There you go. They were Talented I took my daughter. She was 12. Not, not my cup. Nickelback would have been awesome. a little funnier. <laughs> I think Coldplay was the funniest. Because you could... It's easy, Nickelback. Nickelback's yeah, easy. Well, yeah, anyone can kick them down the curb. Yeah, yeah. Like you're right. Old tin they're so hated, they're becoming cool again. That's why he... <laughs> That's not even possible. How is that even possible? Well, you're the one who stood in line for two days. For not for Nickelback. <laughs> Would I would stand there. in line to like punch every member of Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Creed too. Creed yeah, Creed. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, um, those were the. That's cool. Only two. I don't think I've ever stood in line for tickets or anything. Or anything. Really. You live such a privileged life. I've never stood in line. Like, who says that? <laughs> <laughs> I go to the grocery store. I just leave. Yep. I don't stand in line. There's lines? Uh, yeah, see? You just walk out with it, with your stuff. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't count. I mean, like the camping out in a line or those types of lines. Yeah. Check I mean, out line. I was listening to a couple of your podcasts. I know you guys had discussed the whole, uh, you know, trading of beers and standing in line and the uh, hoarding of beers and the reselling uh, of beers. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, that's such a phenomenon that I I just watch through social media. Uh, you know, the Maryland Beer Drinkers Club. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I watch that all the time, and it's 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 so funny to me. Uh, you see these guys that every weekend they'll make these pyramids. You've seen yeah. the pictures. Uh, you know, and they'll be like this this one brewery's line is here, and then the next row. And so I've got you know forty seven cans of beer, and look at my haul. I love that term. Yeah. Look at my haul today. It's like you were harvesting things. Like, it's so <laughs> cool. Uh, not something I'm going to do, but I think it's just, it's cool, the excitement, you know, that's that's put out there with that. But the reselling is, that's just wrong, I think so. The only people I've ever um, talked to and dealt with for reselling, they, they're not in it, like, they're not marking it up a lot. Okay. So I don't think within that culture there's a lot of people that are profiteering. I think they kind like those people kind of get shamed out of doing. Okay. Um, so maybe it's just like covering I, their costs and their yes. time. So yeah, yeah. The only, which totally makes sense. the only yeah. people I've ever talked to with um, like reselling or I've worked with, like you probably know Bob Emerson cause mm-hmm. everyone does. Of course. So like I, I've gotten some stuff off of him and it, it's really just the markup of like even the amount that people are paying to mule the, the right. beer Whoa. is an extremely reasonable, like way cheaper than I would have expected sure. to be. So it's definitely a, um, it's a community of people helping each other as right. much. As, so there, it doesn't seem to be like that the profiteering is acceptable. Yeah. I'm sure there is some, but I haven't seen that yet. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, about? You said muling. I was well, that's like, what they call it. It is. Yeah. So I've never like heard a mule. No. So mule. so if people don't like, if they can't make it to uh, the place where they're having a beer release, people will like so, stand in yeah. line for them and yeah. either stand in line or like some of the places they sell tickets ahead of time for how much you can buy and you yeah. you send that person your ticket and they go and pick it up for you. 
It's called muling. Yeah. It's your pack mule. You're right. I don't know why you're shocked by that. No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> or offended or whatever I'm you were. I'm not work. offended. <laughs> I think he's all of those things. No, I mean, uh, no. He asked me to stand in line for Destiny's Child tickets. Yeah, so you I got it yeah. for me there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I did it because you're a survivor. I wow. did join Tori Amos's fan club so that I could get uh, my a sticker? wife a sticker and my, Wait. my wife tickets to her concert. See, so that's kind of same. waiting. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the no. same. You're like a mule. Yeah, I muled Tori Amos yeah, tickets yeah. to my wife. Yeah. There you go. Nice. This has been the best podcast in the history of podcasting. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I but do. it's been fun, yeah. definitely. I have heartburn. Colin, it's all the wings. Has heartburn twenty four seven. Yeah, um, acid reflux. It's technical. Um, so, what is uh, one accomplishment that you haven't achieved in brewing that you that you're aiming for? What What would be the next big thing that you would like to have happen? You know, I think I'd. I'm 47 years old, so retirement is closer than further away from me. So I think um, one of my biggest goals has now been accomplished. You know, I'm an owner in this brewery. For the first time all these years as a brewer, brewmaster, whatever, um, I have ownership. So that was a huge goal. So my next thing is how can I pass this down and how many people can I – get into the industry that have a successful, happy life in craft brewing. You know, how can I pass that torch? So to be a, you want to be a mentor. Which I've done. And, and I love it every time, especially when there's success stories that come out of it. So, uh, before leaving the industry, when my body just completely falls apart, you know, from all the already broken bones from everything else in my life, you know, just, uh, to see someone kind of move on, like I did and kind of had the, the opportunities that I had, you know, to learn from the ground up. So what is, um, the favorite Antietam beer that you make? What of your, which of your children is your favorite? Mm. And don't lie. Everyone has a favorite. Yeah. It's just such a horrible question because it really depends on the time of year as well. All right. Uh, This time right now, which is, um, I'm going to say on a, on a level of just kind of being proud of a product, I'd probably have to say the, the Hagerweiss, the Hefeweiss. Um, I kind of did some finagling in Germany to try to separate mine from what you usually get in the U.S. And uh, so that was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears over there in Europe. And kind of, I'm pretty proud of that beer. It was good. That, yeah, I, this is very different. I, wanna have some I don't know if you so. rolled the yeast around in there because that sits at the bottom. I almost thought about doing a little video tutorial when you buy my six-pack of Hagerweiss to roll that yeast in there. You want some more? Of course. Does a one-legged duck swim in circles? <laughs> I have no idea. So I don't know. I mean, for me, that beer, you know, with, with the work that was put into it, uh, the passion that I put into it at a young age, um, it's just a beer I can always go back to and enjoy, you know. And I, I'm proud of the color, the 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 flavor, the aromas, uh, all those things. But the greatest thing is just watching 
particularly people that either served in the military over there or people from Germany or that part of Europe. So you want you your goal was to make this as true to correct what you can get in Germany yeah. as possible, right? And not like all the other brewers were doing in the U.S. Not the same yeast, not the same malts. It's a little different. And uh, what is your favorite non-Antietam beer? Uh-huh. Whew, that's even tougher. Um, you know, hmm, I'd have to go back to that day we talked about in the beginning when I was shaking and fearing for my life and <laughs> I had a, a Duval. And I, I think that's a lot of that has to do with just that remembering that time and realizing now that that kind of changed the course of my life forever. And uh, the man that did that for me, uh, you know, he passed away several years ago. He was pretty big in the craft beer industry. And, you know, so I think every time I have a Duvel, I think of him and I remember that flavor. And you know what? That beer has not changed. It's great. It's still a great beer. Cool. And Dorothy with two O's? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Antietam beer? Um, Should have been prepared. You had to know this was coming. No, because it's not, like, like he said, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that easy. So probably all the time, Thank you. anytime, I'll drink a raspberry ale. But for now, while it's here, the Oktoberfest is amazing. That's a really good Oktoberfest. It's amazing. What do you think, Colin? Because I know you're an Oktoberfest I guy. loved it. I'm it's not. It's delicious. But it was oh, great. Oh, you were. That's no, what I just you were being sold. One. Before you even walked in this room, you were being awesome. sold as an Oktoberfest. Oh, okay. okay. I liked Oktoberfest <laughs> beers. You know, I, I understand that's the <laughs> only beer that you, you really like. Yeah, actually, yeah. ironically, <laughs> when I pack up to go mule for Nickelback, <laughs> I Especially take, in the summer. Yeah, especially in the summer. I take... No, I like stouts. You know, I've I know you like stouts, but you also never mind. Oh, so it's good. <laughs> not to, we'll get right back here. Speaking of stout, our milk stout, we're actually canning tomorrow for the first time. So Ooh. the stout will be available. I would have brought some today, but obviously I would have liked that. Here. Thanks, thanks, yeah. guys. Come Chris, on to the come to the brewery, man. I purposely scheduled it for today because I knew it wouldn't be available. Chris <laughs> promised me he got me a stout for my birthday six months ago. I still have yeah, yet he, to see that. There's style. a tab at the at the tap room <laughs> oh. yeah. that he paid it's for. It's waiting for oh, you at Antietam. Okay. It's like twenty dollars right. worth of stout. Oh wow, yeah. I'm in. So anyway, I'm sorry to. No, I'm done. So, I think I. So your autos. Well, you're non. Autos all the time. Non. Oktoberfest now and. What's your non Antietam? Oh my non Antietam. Do you remember after the controllers fundraiser hmm? that pretentious bar yes what, what's the name of that bar it's called um it's, it was so pretentious um pennies no 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 no, no, no. this is in this is in annapolis um in case you're listening i won't even say their name because i was snotty of me to say that but um what what was that it was belgian it was amazing when yeah. i it was it was like a number right it was like a numbered beer like eight or something, and it was a French name. Oh, oh, yeah. Tip my t- Mar- Marsus. Mars. Four. Marsu. Marsu four. Something like that. C'est la vie. It was. It was a French Belgian. It's it a delight. It's a wonderful. Incredibly beer. memorable. So, so for I guess now, we both picked Belgians. That's my favorite. 
That's my favorite. She's not even my wife, and we both picked Belgium. What's your favorite cheap beer? Mm. Oh, Labatt's Blue Light. Ooh. Oh, that, that one was easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Hen- I Henry go to Wine a lot Hearts. of music festivals <laughs> and start drinking at 9.45 in the morning mm. and have to drink until... Why do you have to be at a music festival to do that? Well, She's really into Nickelback. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> it's a great all-day session. She day. has that peel-off calendar in the office. <laughs> it's the lead singer of Nickelback. Every day is a different lyric. No, it's just a different <laughs> picture of him. How do you know that? I saw it. Oh, I, I know see. I'm not supposed to be in there, but. I mean, Yeah, Colin's horrible renditions of stuff are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did Kiss from a Rose with the old mother dudes. Yeah, that was wow. Cool. So, uh, speaking of Old Mother, next week we will be having our one-year anniversary show with Old Mother. Really? They were our nice. first yeah. guests. Nice. And next week will be the one-year anniversary of this little endeavor i went back and watched the first one it was awful who was your co-host it was dan i was horrendous well not much has changed no i guess i've i've got better co-hosts now he has an awesome yeah 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 Yeah. although dan did fine then is old mother are they open their tap room open at all today no like everybody else are closed yeah i Thursday I, don't through, say anything because uh, then other people will try to sneak in. Yeah, don't that's say true. I'm going to visit a local We're brewery. Go visit uh, a local brewery. I, I had to pull my brewer card, <laughs> and they're going to leave the side door open. Yeah. So We're going to go. scratch. And it's not Old Mother, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Do you have any more questions? No, that's. Any I think s- this has been probably the comments? best. No, I've been serious about everything I've said. <laughs> Thank Especially you. chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you too for um, thanks for having us. Coming yes, on. Thanks for the second chance. Yes, thank yeah. you for showing up, we Daniel. Man, that was I, great. If I had known the first <laughs> time, so now we got that worked out. Thank you so much. You guys have a good thing going on here. Thank you, and thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. 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 The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.